welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kurse, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. What are we going to talk about today, Sean? Today we'll talk about some study results from TCT, including Abbott's TriClip and MitraClip, a Boston Scientific executive joining the board at Day Zero Diagnostics, a recall at Fresenius Medical Care, more on Ashley McAvoy's departure from J&J and its impact on Advamed, and Medtronic's selected location to manufacture its renal denervation tech and some of the stipulations that come with that. So what's the first thing that we should know for today? The first thing is that Abbott reported positive triclip and mitriclip data. We've got plenty of news out of TCT and likely more coming as the conference is still going on, but this is just one example of the positive study data we've seen so far. And without jumping too much into all of the data that's coming out of TCT, what data points stuck out to you about Abbott's triclip? Well, the company said that its study of 572 patients illustrated safety, effectiveness, benefits for triclip. You know, one of the biggest data points was safety as 81% of patients achieved tricuspid regurgitation reduction to moderate or less and also had quality of life improvement all that stuff. So definitely some positive results for the TriClip, which is an established technology, as we know. And what about the MitraClip? Well, key findings there included the highest reported mitral regurgitation reduction in a mitral TEER study to date, according to Abbott. Patients sustained results through one year with mitral regurgitation reduction to mild or less achieved in 93% of patients. So a really high percentage of patients had significant reductions in their MR. Interesting. What did executives have to say about these results? Michael Dale, the senior vice president of Abbott's structural heart business, said that for more than two decades, Abbott has continued to evolve and expand its minimally invasive treatment options for mitral and tricuspid regurgitation, its portfolio and technologies to restore health and improve the quality of life for patients with leaky valves represents new standards of care and an example to the company's commitment to leadership and treatment of structural heart disease. What's the next thing that we should know for today? The Boston Scientific Executive is now Day Zero Diagnostics board chair. Jeff Mervis, an experienced executive, will lend his expertise to a startup that we've certainly had our eye on. I know we've talked about them before on here. So why did Mervis join the board? Well, Mervis joined with the belief that Day Zero Diagnostics technology could transform patient care, saying their platform technology could usher in a new era of rapid diagnostics for the hospital microbiology lab, bringing the full power of next-generation sequencing into clinical practice. So it's been a little bit since we've talked about Day Zero, but can you remind us what they are doing? Yeah, the company develops a diagnostic tool that identifies bacterial and fungal pathogens and determines their antimicrobial susceptibility all within an eight-hour time frame, so significantly faster than current testing methods, which can obviously lead to much more improved efficiencies and, yeah. What do executives think about him joining the board? Zhang Li, the CEO and co-founder, said that Mervis has been an important advisor, investor, and supporter of Day Zero Diagnostics since the early days of the company. Companies benefited greatly from his involvement in council. He said that Mervis's wealth of experience in strategic investments and corporate transactions in the medtech space will be incredibly valuable as the company gets closer to commercializing its first-of-its-kind diagnostic and expanding its long-term strategic partnerships with key industry players. Let's talk about that recall next. Yeah, Fresenius Medical Care has a class one recall of some hemodialysis machines, class one, the most serious kind, and this impacts devices that were distributed over the space of nearly 14 years. 
What devices and how many are affected by this recall? Fresenius recalled some of its 2008 series hemodialysis machines. It was 207 devices distributed between August 21st, 2008 and June 6th of last year after the company initiated the recall on November 25th of last year. To date, it has reported no deaths associated with the recall. So what is the issue that causes recall? Well, according to Fresenius and the FDA, patients may be exposed with these devices to non-dioxin-like or NDL polychlorinated biphenyl acids, PCBAs, that leach from some peroxide-cured silicone tubing that are used as part of the hydraulics in the machine and the dialysate lines. The use of these affected machines in this case could cause serious adverse health consequences from months to years after exposure, including endocrine dysfunction, liver issues, neurobehavioral changes, skin problems like acne or rashes, and male infertility. How is the company fixing this problem? The company plans to update the affected machines that contain the chlorinated peroxide-cured silicone tubing. These machines that are set to be updated may not have been used or were in use for less than 36 days or 486 total hours. The company instructed customers to contact Fresenius Medical Care if they have a machine that contains the tubing and falls under the update criteria. It intends to update those machines to platinum-cured silicone tubing free of charge. So if a customer has purchased a new machine from the company after October of last year, they have no reason to take action because those machines were manufactured with the updated tubing. What's this update about Ashley McAvoy leaving J&J that you have? Yeah, so her exit from J&J actually means new leadership for the Advomad board as well. We obviously covered the initial news of her J&J departure on yesterday's episode, but it appears that it has even more ramifications affecting the medtech space. When did she join the board at Avamed, and has anyone been chosen to take her place yet? Yeah, it hasn't been long. She was unanimously elected to a two-year term as the board chair in March, and an Avamed spokesperson couldn't say when she'll step down or whether anyone has been selected to serve the rest of her term, but Avamed expects to make an announcement soon, according to the spokesperson. What statement did Avamed provide? Well, Avamed President and CEO Scott Whitaker said in a statement, that he's appreciated Ashley's steady leadership and vision for Advomed and the entire industry for more than five years as an active, thoughtful member of the board and eventually chair. He said she's an exceptional leader. He knows he speaks for everyone on the board and the entire Advomed team. And he says we'll miss working alongside her, but look forward to her next chapter, which I know will be exciting and impactful. And finally, let's hear this Medtronic news. Yeah, Medtronic has selected a location for renal denervation technology manufacturing if it's approved by the FDA. CEO Jeff Martha made some interesting comments while in Dublin for the company's annual meeting recently. So we know the company has a headquarters in Ireland, but did it say why it's choosing Ireland to manufacture this technology? Well, Martha said at the meeting that Ireland's stability, the quality of its education system, and the pool of tech talent were some of the reasons that the company continues to invest there. I know from speaking with IDA Ireland, the foreign direct investment arm, that that's sort of their pitch point to these companies. And evidently, Medtronic wants to tap into that as it attempts to commercialize a potentially market-shifting technology. What has been the reason for the holdup on the renal denervation technology? So the Simplicity Spiral Renal Denervation System already has CE mark, but in August, an FDA advisory panel voted against recommending approval for hypertension. And that came just one day after the panel, the same panel, supported approval of technology for similar purposes from Recore Medical. So 
Analysts who had previously expected a favorable vote for Medtronic from the FDA subsequently reversed course, saying that FDA approval is unlikely. They expect a decision from the FDA by the end of this year, and realistically, Medtronic could still win approval, but obviously this threw a massive wrench into proceedings. So you mentioned Jeff Martha had some comments on building this facility in Ireland. What did he have to say? Well, most of the comments were geared toward trying to pitch renal denervation as a market-shifting technology, saying it would be a one-time procedure, one-day procedure, minimally invasive. And he said they're very excited about that. So hopefully they get the approval for that and make it the global standard of care, which would obviously, following approval, would lead to manufacturing operations in Ireland. And that was the last story that we have for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all of these insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening.